Top, top, top of the morning, afternoon, and the evening. It's the Wayne World Podcast. You know what it is. We're going to get that raw. We're going to get that real, that uncut. Pizzo, pizzo, pizzo. Trust your boy, Ammo. Pizzo, pizzo, pizzo. Trust your boy, Ammo. Boy, don't act like you don't know we love God. Pizzo, pizzo, pizzo. Jip, jip. Pizzo, pizzo, pizzo. Let's get into it. You know what I'm about? Top, top, top of the morning, the afternoon, and the evening to you, whomever you may be, wherever you may be watching, looking, or listening. It's your boy Ant Mo, trapping out a bando. Whoa. Let me with your big baby. And welcome to Wansworth, my middle name, Timbat. Man, we're reporting live and direct from the couch for another Wayne's World podcast. You know what I'm talking about, man? And I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Man, listen, all of the Wayneyacks, welcome back, man. I know it's been a couple weeks, fam. You don't got to remind me I knows what I be nosing. You know what I'm talking about? It's been a long week. It's been a long couple weeks and a month, maybe five weeks to six weeks. But we back, we back, we back. And I love you from the bottom of my corazón. Y'all know what this is. This little heart right here. I love y'all from the bottom of that. You understand what I'm talking about? <sighs> and listen, all the first time listeners, you come on back round now. You, yeah, you show them boys how you do it up in Harlem there, boy. And we back for another week of the Wayne's World Podcast. This is episode 13 from season three. The topic is, it's the 2020 for me. And for all of those first time listeners, you may be wondering, what is the Wayne's World Podcast about? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'll fill you in. Lean in. Man, this is a variety podcast for the believer, for the millennial and Generation X male Christian primarily. Women, if y'all want it to be for y'all, y'all got to participate. It's just that simple. Point blank, independent. Yeah, man, but so this is a podcast for the believer, for the millennial and Generation X Christian, where we talk about life and life experiences, man. We all dealing with life, especially this year. Some of us more than others. And so the idea of this podcast, man, is to delve into those things. You can go anywhere you want to and be entertained. You can go anywhere you want to and get the cookie cutter stuff. You can go anywhere you want to and get the doom and gloom. I'm just not for that. I am for entertaining, for educating, and informing believers where we have real conversations about life, the things that we deal with. And so with that being said, let's go ahead and get into some old randomness. You don't turn back here, folk. Oh, you random, random, huh? Random. Yes, Sersky. We in this thing, you know what I'm talking about? Like a chicken wing on a string. Ah, man, this feels good to be back. I ain't going to cap with you, man. It's been a long time. And, you know, some of you may be wondering, what took you so long, my boy? Listen, let me fill you in on just a little bit. November 25th, 2020, the year of our Lord and Savior. Huh? 1.44 p.m., Riley Page Moore entered the world. Seven pounds, three ounces, 20 inches long. Sitting on dubs, Kim Folk. I had another little girl, man. This is number three for me. Ouch. Ouchie. It hurt. Hey. Now, listen. I am over the woe is me stage. For those of you who listen to podcasts early on in this uh, season, you know, I talked about believing beyond a shadow of a doubt that I heard God tell me I was going to have a son. If that happens, this is going to have to be an immaculate conception like Jesus, Kim Folk, because I have no interest, with all due respect to all of my kids whom I love, 
to my wife who was already talking about another kid before she had this one she's smoking peyote i have no interest in having any more kids can i just tell y'all that to start this off and keep it a buck with y'all aunt mo let me tell you something if you hear me talk about having any more kids i want you to slap me in the face until my balls go down to my shoes and i want you to stomp on my balls like you trying to make wine or something that's how serious i am about let me tell you something ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun babies are amazing you can rub on your wife's stomach and feel them kick when they come out they got that long cone head like Samaya had all that's great right but when you's trying to sleep at two o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning six o'clock in the morning eight o'clock in the morning and they keep waking up it is not fun bro when you want to tell a baby to shut up don't judge me because i know y'all feel the same way you be want to tell a baby shut up what are you crying about i fed you I changed you. I held you. What do you want from me? What else do you want from me? Like, seriously. But I found the cheat code. I found the cheat code. I'm going to tell you the cheat code real quick and I'm going to move on because I know some of y'all don't even care about my baby. But I found the cheat code, Kimfo. We got this little Rocky thing. I actually got it from Belief in Fatherhood. Y'all tag him if y'all, you know what I'm saying, if y'all know about him. Well, he got this little rocky thing. He put his baby in, he put his feet on it, and he stomp it, right? Man, you can put that thing to make water sounds and rock her. She can't fight it. Babies are losers. Anyway, let's move on with the, the real randomness. Appreciate everybody who showed love to, to baby Riley Page, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be a father of three. Four, really, if you count 90. But anyway, moving on. Jordan Peele. I wanted to get into some Jordan Peele content. This is the illustrious writer and director, producer who made Get Out, Us, Antebellum, Lovecraft Country, a whole bunch of stuff. An assortment of sci-fi crap, if you will. <laughs> I don't know. Y- y- listen, y'all heard me say it's the 2020 for me. It's the sci-fi for me, fam. It's the gr- it's the gremlins and the goblins for me, fam. It's the weird spirituality that you weave into the gloom, the uh, the gremlins and the goblins for me, fam. I'm sorry, but I'm out. I, I tried, I tried. Okay, I thought that I was interested, but I'm not. Okay, get out was fired. Y'all got me on that. I'm not gonna argue with that with you on that. But it's just something for me. About having to go and read manuscripts about what you were trying to say. Well, I gotta when I gotta watch a movie and then you know read reviews after I don't watch the movie because it still ain't making sense. You too deep for me, my brother. I I have no I have no interest or no need to to look into your work. It ain't that I'm stupid because I'm not. I'm not slow. I'm not simple. But you do too much for me, my dude. And people. People be gassing because we're black people. And, you know, we definitely should support black people. If you're black, I want black people to listen to this podcast. But I do believe that we also got to keep it a buck, too, and say, hey, listen. What we got going here? You know what I'm saying? If if you got a dissertation on your movie, I don't want to watch it. It's the simple things. You know what I'm saying? I went to sleep on us 
I seen the preview or I seen a, a ad for Antebellum and I was like, I don't, I'm not a scary movie guy. I'm not a sci-fi guy. I, I mean, I got movies that I enjoy that are sci-fi, but that's not my cup of tea per se. And there's no way I'm watching Lovecraft Country. My sister, she told me a little breakdown of how that movie goes. Or that's, I'm sorry, that show goes. I don't want to watch that. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I could just be doing too much because I'll raise my hand. Hey, I'm I'm guilty of, I could prejudge it. I'm, I'm the first to tell you. I, I'm at mode. I can, I can judge some folks. I, it may not be good at a lot of stuff. Judging folks is one thing I'm great at. You understand me? But I I just don't know. I, I, I don't think, I think to, this is just me. But from get out to us was, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get with it. I couldn't get with it. I respect him. I'm not hating. I'm just giving you my honest thought because I just seen the little preview for Antebellum and they explained it to me and I was like, no, Lovecraft Country, no, us, went to sleep, get out, fire. You know, sunken place, baby, I'm with you. But that's, that's about as far as it goes for me. So with that being said, I, I'm going to head out. Nah, I'm just playing. I'm still here. But I, I'm not with that, though, fam. You know what I'm saying? Much respect to Jordan, though. Like, with all due respect, if you haven't seen those, go see them, even though I ain't seen them. You know what I'm saying? That's how you That's how you show people, look, hey, I ain't with it, but y'all go check it out. Maybe you'll like it. Which brings me to True Kitchen. Hey, True Kitchen. Now, for those of you who may not know about the True Kitchen situation, True Kitchen is a restaurant in Dallas. Right, it is meant to be a fine dining experience for the upscale black person, upscale black individual. Now, I just say that based off of comments that he made in the video. But what had happened was he had a live DJ at this True Kitchen, this restaurant that this black man owns, and the DJ was playing throw that, throw that, circle, hey, throw that, throw that, circle, hey. Throw that, throw that in a circle. Fam, listen to me. If you are going to be a fine dining establishment, number one, you probably shouldn't be playing throw that in the circle. You should probably be vetting the DJ for the music that he's playing, and you probably shouldn't be playing music with lyrics at all. You should probably throw some Kenny G on, you know, some, some Dizzy Gillespie, some Ch- Charlie Parker, some Miles Davis. Give me something that's real mellow, real chill, because one black man to another black audience, Mexican audience, whoever's watching, thank you for watching. There is no way that you are going to get tipsy black women to listen to taking over for the nine, nine in the 2000 girl, you're walking like a or throw that in a circle and have them sit with a bottom still in the chair. It's not happening. You cannot get me to believe that that's going to be the case. I've been around black women my entire life. They're going to get loose, especially if you didn't got a couple of shots in them. So what happened was apparently two or three tables when throw that in the circle came on per the DJ's request. You have to believe that the DJ was requiring these ladies to throw it in the circle because he played the song. They got up and they in fact threw it in the circle. They on the table. They got the glass. They twerking on the glass. Fam, they getting loose. Apparently, there are videos that show 
the owner kindly and respectfully asking the ladies or the tables because it might have been some fellas doing it too we don't know asking them to not throw that in a circle I believe that they say he asked once maybe even twice I mean to my knowledge that didn't go so well to my knowledge the request for them to throw it in a circle to stop throwing it in a circle did not go so well well what happened next he got a little sassy my boy got a little sassy and uh i'm not totally sure what the disconnect was but he got a real 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 sassy nasty bougie ratchet and he started cussing them black women out now what i was preluding to when i first started this was he said 75 percent of the people that he services are women and i'm assuming that he means black women right but i don't understand and i I guess i yes i do understand because for those of you who know me outside of this podcast or whatever who know me in real life this is real life too but y'all know that i worked at boomer jacks for two and a half years and king my shout out to my boy king he actually made a good point he was like you know how it was when we was at security we might ask somebody once or twice hey fam can you get down or can you leave or can you stop this after asking nicely so many times it comes to a point where you just like hey nigga get down stop quit get off the table stop stealing drinks get out whatever you know what i'm saying and so i i think what people fail to understand or realize and it's, it makes the difference in how you communicate and how you receive information I just so happen to be good at saying, you know what, what this young man did, and I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but I'm going to get back to it. What this young man did or what this man did definitely was sideways in how you communicated to your guest, but the intent behind it was definitely correct. So what happened was he got sassy. Like I said, he started snapping his neck and he started, I don't need your money and you can get the F out and this ain't that type of establishment and he was going in on these on these folks and you know very much i don't ain't nobody got time for that vibe you know what i'm saying and it was just it was just terrible now this is what i take away from it because this is a national story at this point black people will in fact find anything to get offended by only the people who really entertain twerking in public establishments really can get super offended about this because people who don't do that it's a lot of people who can't dance who don't give a crap it's a lot of people who dance who rather do it in the privacy of their own home or at their own parties for people to be offended for somebody getting upset about somebody twerking on tables and on their glass whatevers that's whack to me now that's just one side of it stop finding reasons to be upset at people for caring about how their business is perceived okay because self-control is necessary always and forever there's a time and a place to do things there's a way that you can show that you're having a great time besides twerking in the presence of people eating at a table that's number one but number two Proper communication is always necessary. 
and it's the right and, and setting a right standard is equally necessary. So as much as he shouldn't alienate the people that he is servicing, they also should understand that you ain't gonna come to my couch. You ain't gonna come to my house and put your feet on my couch with your shoes on. That's just disrespectful. You're not gonna walk into my house and you ain't never been there before and go walk and get in my refrigerator. I might pop you on the top of the head and make your teeth clatter together. There's just a certain way that you go about doing things. This is what he has to also understand. That true kitchen, it ain't as upscale as he desires it to be at the moment. Why haven't you enforced a dress code? Off the muscle. My boy went, he had on a he had on a Memphis Grizzly. My boy Randy had on a Memphis Grizzly hoodie, uh, uh Memphis Grizzly jersey. Some some decent jeans and and some uh and some uh and some uh turquoise vans that match the color within the jersey. Dope outfit. But it ain't upscale like that because Randy know how to step out. And by the way, y'all y'all pray for that boy Randy. Uh that boy called me, he was like, I think I got Covain 19. You know what I'm saying? I said, hey man, real niggas die in silence. You know what I'm saying? Pray for that boy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. The standard is set by you from the jump. And if you don't set that standard, people will dictate to you what they think about it. Listen, there are places like Papados, Papacitos, and I'm not saying that these are the most upscale places, but I wouldn't perp I wouldn't myself personally go into these places and twerk on tables. I wouldn't go to Papacitos or Papados or Nick and Sam's or Morton Steakhouse. Salt grass. I wouldn't go to these establishments and and do what they did, but I'm not them either. But all I'm saying is there's a certain standard that you have to set. And I don't think you're there yet. You know, like I've heard stories from other podcasts and different people where they talked about long wait time, two hour wait times for food, about there being plastic wear instead of silverware. They ran out by like 12 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? My boy Anthony Podcast, he was talking about that. Uh, that there was gnats flying around. That it was just a cheap ambiance. That it didn't feel like fine dining. It really felt like they was just chilling at Papa Do's. And for some people, Papa Do's may be the upper echelon. But for some people, it ain't. So he has to keep that in mind when he's feeling some type of way. You need to vet. You need to vet your DJ. You can't play both sides of the fence, True Kitchen. You can't bring a DJ in his lyrics and raunchy music and say, hey, I know you've been drinking. I know you got some, some booty back there. I know you probably like twerking, but don't do it here. You do that from the door by how you dress, by the standard that you set, by having your ducks in a row. Now, the problem that I have with this is these may just be natural issues that a black restaurant has had as they are growing, as they're up and coming. But sometimes we don't give people the leeway to f- fall and find their way into success. In my personal opinion, okay, yeah, I wouldn't enjoy you running out of silverware or gnats flying around. Or, I've experienced the same type of things at Turkey Hut. But at the same time, it's not that t- it's not fine dining. It ain't you know put a handkerchief in your shirt. And the and part of the problem is we hold black businesses to such a hard standard that they're going to fail either way with us. If they do too much, then they act in white. If they don't do enough, then they just ratchet. We have to allow True Kitchen to find their them, if that makes any sense. 
But we can't bash them And cancel culture is becoming the biggest issue That we have in our society today Because we feel the biggest need to cancel people When they do things that we don't like When we justify it as wrong Then we feel like we have the right to tell these people They don't deserve to have a business Or that they can't make mistakes And that's not correct as at social media has become the greatest asset but the biggest liability at the same time because if morality in our eyes is defined on what the masses say then we fail because the masses are always going to go with the riot effect the mob effect when, when one person go everybody's going and we can't do that i have not been to true kitchen yet but am i gonna go yes i am you bet your butt I'm going to go check it out for myself Because we do the same thing For white restaurants We do the same thing for Hispanic restaurants And Mexican restaurants And African restaurants They all have issues But this one is just the one That so happened to get blown up But back to what I was saying You can't play both sides Don't set the environment For it to be a, 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 a Upbeat party kind of lifestyle When that's not what you're going for Put the music that fits your people So at the end of the day I feel like he brought it on himself He brought that on himself You have to go above and beyond To try to satisfy your people And that's just how it goes Whether you want to or not Whether you feel justified in how you responded Whether you apologized and it hit the way it was supposed to or not It's up to you To let these people know everything that you're going for And not going for Because at the end of the day When you set a standard of what you're going for And not going for People can then decide if they're going to meet your standard If they're going to go somewhere else And True Kitchen didn't do that from the beginning And that's the problem that I have at the end of the day, the man felt disrespected. But the problem that I have with this situation and with our country and our culture is that we think it's necessary to meet disrespect with disrespect. I don't think that those women intended to disrespect him. But for him to go and respond with disrespect on a far greater scale is the true issue. You love on them people. You te Some people don't know until you tell them. And when you tell them, then they can decide if they're going to follow suit. Next time they'll say, okay, he was real respectful, but I ain't going back. I ain't feeling it like that. That's cool. But the reason that we have a countrywide issue with some officers killing black unarmed people, white unarmed people, more so black unarmed people, let's not act like that's not what's in front, front and center news, but that doesn't mean that that's the only issue. But for those type of issues, for the racism, the overt racism that we experience and the hatred, the unforgiveness, the lack of reverence for God that we have in this country. Those are the reasons why we can't progress. Is because Christians serve a God or supposed to serve a God who talks about loving thy neighbor. And before somebody jump on my head, yes, I am not perfect. I've been coming for people's necks for the last three, four days on my social media because there's a right and wrong way to do things, especially for believers, especially for people who we call each other family and friends, especially for people who we do business with. There's a certain way that we are supposed to do things. And if we keep sweeping everything under the rug, if we only keep worrying about how we can satisfy ourselves, everybody loses. That's my little tangent for that. Let me move on. We can't 
answer disrespect with disrespect. Somebody has to take the the the, the bigger side of it and, and be the bigger man or woman or choose to do something differently. But our egos and our pride are so big that we just much rather be at odds with each other than come together. How can two walk together lest they agree? Whatever context you want to use it in, I feel like at the end of the day, we can only do life with people who want to do life with us. So for True Kitchen, you have to be like-minded to appreciate his business, no matter what it looks like. And if you don't see it through the way that he sees it, you can choose to go do business somewhere else. And there's nothing wrong with that. I would never be upset about that if I was him. But also just understand that you have to respect people. Don't disrespect people because you feel disrespected because nine times out of ten, they didn't mean to do that. So listen, we're going to get on up out of here. And when we come back, we're going to get into you going to get these sports, bro. You know, Timat. Stay tuned. You know, Timat. Oh, yeah. And we back and we back in here. Hey. Yeah, hey, this ain't no intro. This that entree. Did that intro with Kanye and sound like Andre. Trying to turn my baby mama to my fiance. Hey, nice as you guys. Yo, Timat, we back, man. You gonna get these sports? You know, Timat, nice as you in this mud. You know, Timat. So, without further ado, <laughs> let me just say this. Man, what's today? So almost a week ago on Saturday, uh, the on the day of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on Saturday, Nate Robinson went to go be with the Lord. Let's give a moment of silence for my guy. All right. Uh, Nate robbed the big bro. You know what I'm saying? L- listen, since I've been in high school, no lie, since I've been in since high school, which was that's 2000 and like, uh, three, four, five, right? 2003, four, five. People have been telling me, you look like 50 Cent and you look like Nate Robinson. More so, Nate Robinson once he's like all over TV or I'm playing basketball, which I haven't did in years. Let me say this, though. And I just want to get into this before we get into what happened. Stop telling me I look like Nate Robinson, you goofballs, okay? It's disrespectful. The dude look like a gargoyle. And I don't feel appreciated when you tell me I look like that man. Okay? Stop it. I'm sure Nate Robbins is a cool dude. You know, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Stop telling me I look like Nate Robinson. You douches. But you got knocked the freak out, man. Nate Rob got knocked out, bro. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Nate Rob, when Nate Rob got knocked out, his hands went up under his crotch, his butt tooted up in the air. That boy was big sleep. Tooted, that boy was tooted and booted, man. Save fam. Nate Rob looked like when he got when he got hit and he fell down, his hands fell in his crotch and his butt tooted up, he farted a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Nate Rob shorted a little bit when he got knocked out. And of course, you guys let him have it. As if the man is a boxer. Let's keep it a bean. Nate Rob is not a boxer. In no way, shape, form, or fashion is Nate Robinson a boxer. And apparently, he didn't learn any defensive skills. I don't know who was taught. I don't know who taught him. 
He he could even listen to Isaiah. Isaiah said, "You should, man, you should have been bobbing and weaving." Because I don't understand why you would go. That's the cockiness of 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 men. Sometimes I'm not even gonna say black men. It's the cockiness of men to think we can go in a ring and just throw hands with somebody and come out on top. That boy said. Somebody said the internet is undefeated. The internet said. Boy, these YouTubers ain't playing. And he said, uh, he said, before the last thing he heard was make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> That's so bad, bro. That is so bad. So, so, so bad. But it's funny at the same time. Listen, stop feeling sorry for Nate Rob, too. He's a grown man. He chose to get in that ring and throw them hands, folk. Stop feeling sorry for Nate Robinson. He asked for that. He called him out. You understand that, right? Stop playing with me, Nate Rob. Big bro, I don't want no smoke because you'll probably knock me out. I have no idea. Apparently, Shaq tried to make him feel better. It was like, hey, remember that time you knocked out that dude in Boston in the club? Fam, we didn't see it. Whoever that man, he will live in anonymity for the rest of his life because nobody cares about that man being knocked out in Boston by Nate Robinson 20 year, 10 years ago. Just stop it. You're not helping him. You're doing more harm than good. People always want to pat you on the back. Well, there's always tomorrow. It's like me having the third girl. They was like, well, you could always try for a boy. Shut up. You don't make me feel any better right now. RIP to that boy Nate Rob in fake life, not real life, because he's still alive and well. And I pray that his brain and everything is working functionally. All jokes aside, because that's bad. And then we get to the main event. Let me say that Mike Tyson clearly won that fight. Roy Jones does not, clearly does not want to fight him again. <laughs> that boy, I, I'm almost certain that Roy Jones has broken ribs. I'm almost certain. That boy had them hands up, sitting perched on top like how your granny do when she be sitting in a rocking chair. And she perched them hands on, on her stomach while she, while she rocking. That boy did not take his gloves off. Man, let me tell you something. Roy, Roy do not want no more of that boy Mike Tyson. And that's just a fact. And with all due respect to the to the, to the GOAT, to Iron Mike, you know what I'm saying? His body looked disgusting. His body looked ab- absolutely disgusting. Mike should have shot Trin, Clean, Dabal, Dabal, and Decker. If you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. But for those of you who do, Tell me if I'm lying. That boy should have shot something. He needs something. That 50-year-old body, I ain't going to lie, act like he don't look better than most 50-year-olds. But I just, you, 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 could we have got this at a different time you, you ever dream? Because them boys both look, look bad. He, that boy Roy Jones look like, uh, look like, uh, 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 uh what's his name? Damon Wayans when he was in Great White Hope. Great White Height When he had that Big fat body Yeah go look that up You'll see what I'm talking about Them boys look terrible That it's, You know It was cool But Roy Jones Roy Jones started saying Hey if Jesus tell me tomorrow That he want me to fight I'ma fight If Pensacola Florida The state If the governors tell me to fight I'ma be there I'm like nigga You need all these people To tell you to, to do a rematch When Mike like We gotta do this again we got to do this again. Mike was really mad he didn't knock him out. Mike going to come back better, and Roy is nervous about that. I'm just saying. 
At the end of the day, no disrespect to Mike. I feel like at the end of the day, I said that twice in a row, my bad. <laughs> but I really, truly believe that he's got enough speed and power still to scare the average man and the not-so-average man. The dude who really think they tough still won't step the mic. That's a fact, Jack. Moving on. Can I say this, y'all? I'm, I'm really done with fantasy football. I'm done with fantasy of all sorts. Final Fantasy, Fantasy Sports, Final Destination. I don't want nothing to do with fantasy anymore. I am absolutely reeling in all my fantasy leagues. I started out 6-0 in one of my leagues, and I'm like 6-5. and In another league, I've won one game and successfully lost eight. In one of the leagues, I actually put a little money up. I'm just going to keep it a stack with you. I don't care anymore. You want to trade me for my players? You can't have them. Okay? People always want to trade you in fantasy. And ladies, if you're watching, you should get into fantasy. It's actually pretty dope. But just do it for free because it's not worth it if you don't really know what you're doing. But it's, it's, it's just been a disaster. It's been an absolute disaster. In other news, Dez made it to the 53-man roster for the Ravens. I salute Dez. I thought it was over for Dez. I'm not going to cap with you. I'm not going to hold no punches. I really thought Dez was done. But Dez is still making a way, and I think it's dope. You know, I don't know how much of an impact he's going to make. I'm not a true believer in the Ravens anymore. I think their time has come and passed that quick. This When this league, when you allow this league to catch up to you, you, you have no answers. There's very few Bill Belichick's. And you can't even name many other coaches with him. Uh, last thing I will say before we move on to the meet. Dak Prescott has proven to be more valuable to the Cowboys than he's ever been. Do you pay Dak? At this point, do you go ahead and pay Dak? Because y'all seen what's happening at quarterback. It ain't happening. By no stretch of the imagination. So, do you pay that? The Cowboys are still appearing to try to win games in this horrible division. Why make the playoffs? That's my only issue with the Cowboys is why try to make the playoffs? Fam, get the best draft pick you can get, even if you're not trying to get two of the quarterbacks, Jason Fields or the kid from Clemson. We still try to fight to make the playoffs for what so we can be made fun of for making it to the playoffs and not doing anything again Andy Dalton's not leading us to a Super Bowl I'm sorry so let's just get that dream out of our head Andy Dalton ain't gonna do it he's just a good backup he's a guy that if Dak would have sprained his ankle versus broke it in four places you, you roll with him for a week or two three weeks at the most for a high ankle sprain and then you put Dak back in there Let's stop acting like we have something to fight here for. Fight for here. It's not happening, guys. With all due respect, let it go. I'm tired of being a laughing stock. Can we at least suck and then get the best players available in six rounds and then build from there in free agency? That's all I'm saying. I don't know. The Cowboys are sad, but we have to touch it, and I, I can't help myself. We about to go back on one more break, and when we come back, we are gonna get into the meat of that thing on some bed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When we come back, we gonna get into that, to that meat. Hey, hey, to that meat. Hey. Yeah, yo. 
Listen, man, we back in this thing, dog. And this is where we get into the meat. Now, I've had some friends, childishly enough, TJ and Martinez Jr., joke about that. Why you call it the meat? And I'm like, it's the main course. You know, the meat is where we get into the main part of this podcast. What is it about? From the beginning, y'all heard me say, it's the 2020 for me, right? Because for some people, this has been the worst year of their lives. For some people, it's been the best, most fruitful, most blessed year that they could ever recall. And for some, it's same old, same old. I get up, I do my thing, I I, I try to make the best and nothing's changed. Yeah, okay, we got to put a mask on. That's the only difference, right? But 2020, more or less, you know, some people want to, you know, for some people, they truly have not missed a beat. But for most, it has been a pretty topsy-turvy year. You know what I'm saying? Well, the people have really been like, it's the 2020 for me, fam. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's important that we don't just highlight the high parts. We don't just sulk in the bad parts. We don't just cruise through the rest of the year to just be like, whatever, get me to 2021. We really just take the time to really reflect on what's been happening and really come up with a plan on how we're going to do something different. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Mike Tyson's famous saying, everybody got a plan till they get hit in the face. Okay, 2020 hit us in the face. A lot of us, most of us, some of us, one of us. What are you going to do about it? What has, what has happened? Let's first, let's, let's delve into this. I don't know. Let's get to the presidency. Hmm? Let's get into a little politics. And for some of you who may or may not know, a presidential candidate has been selected and the people, the people, have spoken. Joseph Gunther Biden, born during Prohibition, was selected as the 46th president of these here United Divided States of America. He did a good job of helping America run as the business that it is. That's the first thing, right? You can't deny the benefits of financial gain that Trump has done to make this country benefit from tax breaks and you know, the, the little refunds that he gave out during Corona, all those different little things that have helped stimulate the economy. He has done a great job of stimulating the economy. Okay, we'll say that. But he also did an even better job of alienating black people, people of color, women, name it. I, there's nothing that he didn't do to alienate everybody other than white people. People would like to think that I am a Trump supporter based off of my views. But at the end of the day, I'm not. I am pro-Bible. I am pro-God. I am not pro-politics or pro-Democrat or pro-Republican. That is not the Christian's stance. The Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. So that's what we should be doing. But we also are to hold people accountable for the people who are in charge of us. That's different than saying, hey, you're homosexual, that's wrong, and you're not a believer. No, that's different. I'm talking about people who are in authority, there are checks and balances. It is our job to do our part in the checks and balances. So I don't have any problem with Trump not being in office, being in office, whatever. But what needs to be understood is that nobody, and I mean nobody, is truly qualified to run this country. And us as black people do a great job of being some of the most gullible people on the face of the planet. You know, it was said 
that black people across this great nation dance with Jubilee in the streets out of their clothes like David did. And when asked about it, they said, we will be even more dignified before our white savior. Maybe they didn't say that part, but it just appears to me that we talk so badly about the white people who run the country and then we turn around and just root for another white person to rule the country. I'm not the pro-black guy that hates white people so badly. I am the pro-Bible person who believes that white, black, brown, Mexican, Hispanic, Latino, Asian, German, we're all brothers in, the, in Christ if we so choose to be. But at the end of the day, the fact that people were truly dancing in the streets as if Joseph Biden was going to change something for them is the most egregious, asinine thing I have ever heard in my life. All of these people are merely puppets, and I'm not talking about for this greater doom that people like to talk about. I'm just saying at the end of the day, you have the Senate, you have the House of Representatives, there's a checks and balance No president has ever just came in and did anything that they said they were going to do. So can we stop acting like the government is going to be so much better or, you know, our lives are going to be more greatly affected because Trump's gone and Biden is in. That's just not a fact, guys. And the fact that we allow this to divide us as a body, this is a podcast for the believer, by a believer, for the believers, for us to act like, these people are really going to make a difference in our lives. When our allegiance is not to a flag, it is to a God that sits high and looks low. We got to check ourselves. Let's just do a little, we, uh, okay, let me just say this. The funny thing about our political views is, is that we allow them to far outweigh our biblical views. That is the whole issue that I have with everything. Okay. We are in this nation, not of this nation. You have to understand that. We are in this world, not of this world, okay? So let's go back. Let's look at the Bible. The Israelites, the Hebrew people, the real Hebrew people that God called. This small sect of people who were special because God called them special. Not the people wearing tassels and calling white people the devil. Not those people, but God's true chosen people who I can say I'm a part of because of the blood of Jesus, not because I know for a fact that I'm born of Hebrew blood. No, because I, through Jesus Christ's sacrifice, am a part of that number now. We're always called unto ourselves for Yahweh, for his purpose. From the clothes that we wore, whether we were told not to wear different materials, different textures at that time, whether we were told not to eat certain foods at that time, to the songs that we sung. Everything was done out of reverence for God, the God of the universe, the God of yesterday, today, and forever, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Bam, y'all can look in the Bible and understand that we were never supposed to be with everybody. The Bible tells us to hold believers accountable, not everybody in the world. It's not my responsibility to tell all the LGBTQ people that you're going to hell. You're wrong. You let them do what they do because the God that they serve has nothing to do with us. God calls 
We water seeds. We plant seeds. God waters them. He calls man, not me. So let's just stop getting, and and, and I promise you we're going somewhere. I promise you we're going somewhere. Because we got to understand that politics, we serve a God, not of policy. We serve a God of devotion, of love and relationship. Yeah, now he's a whole bunch of other gods of things too as well, like judgment, like recompense for sin, all those things. But God brought us here to be in relationship with us. So if you lead your faith with your, with your political views, you're sadly mistaken and misguided. Foolishness in politics demanded to God, to the God of the universe from his people that they have a king to rule over them like the other nations. Politics chose all of David's brothers to be the logical king and successor to Saul over David because it made the made all the sense in the world because of how they looked and how they talked and how they carried themselves. Politics chose Jesus to take the kingdom by force. Those same politics then chose to have that Jesus who they wanted to take the kingdom by force to be crucified and and and, and uh charged as a criminal over an actual convicted criminal. Believers Have your politics. I'm not mad at you. But just don't pick your politics over the word. Don't use the word to further your cause for politics. Have your politics, but give me Jesus. At the end of the day, we're not even supposed to look like how other people look if we're going to go down that lane. We live in such a way that makes people say we should live in in such a way that makes people say there's truly something different about you. And ultimately, what must I do to be saved? If I look just like how everybody else looks, nobody will ever be able to tell me apart. And that's whether you own a restaurant. That's whether you own a business, whether you're into politics, whether you do music, whether you're a comedian or entertainer. Your faith dictates how you respond to people, how you live. And once again, this is coming from a man who is far from perfect. I'm a human being just like you. I make mistakes. I have issues with people. But I understand that if it wasn't for God who was on my side, come on somebody like at the end of the day, I want to be successful. I want to be a hundred thousand there, a millionaire. I want that. I want to be able to bless my family. But if, if it causes for me to take my faith aside, my Jesus and put him to the side and then be dictated by what culture says, or what it means to be in politics, or what it means to be a business owner in today's society, then I don't want it. And I think that we have to take some time to step back and look at ourselves. We're supposed to guard our doctrine. So look at yourself in the, 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 
the way that you are living, not not that I said not that I'm here judging that people are living unrighteously or something like that. I mean just how you move on a regular basis. I this is even a call to myself. I'm not the pot calling the kettle black. I'm talking to myself a lot of the times. Look at yourself and ask, like, am I doing everything that I I can to hold true to what I believe? Am I willing to sacrifice a little bit of what I believe to get into a broader audience? Going back to the Lecrae thing from a couple episodes ago, that's what Lecrae did, and it cost him. Guard your doctrine, the things that you believe, what you've been brought up in sometimes can be a little convoluted, but it's your choice. It's your it's your obligation to study the word to show yourself approved. 2020 has been rough. But it can still get a lot rougher. The one thing that we can't have wavering is what we believe, who we believe in. What we are called to do, because that's what he's put us here for, to be in relationship to seek and save the lost to, you know, through the gospel to help build each other up. That's all we have to enjoy the fruits of our labor. As Solomon said, so that's all I got to say about that. Let's get into the question of the day. Like I said, 2020 has been a topsy turvy year for a lot of people. What has been the most unbelievable thing about 2020 for you? What has been the 2020 for me? You know what I'm saying? Has it been the presidency? Has it been the sicknesses? Has it been the loss of loved ones? Has it been the the tremendous gain that you could have experienced, whether that be financially, spiritually, relationally? What has been the most unbelievable thing that you have experienced in 2020? You could always email me at waynesworldpod at gmail.com. You can send me a message uh, on on my Instagram, uh, the Wayne's World Podcast. There's plenty of ways. The Anchor app, you can go to the Anchor app and send me an audio message. What I do ask before we get into the momentous moment, if I still have anybody's ear at this point, is that you would not just sit on this podcast, that you would share this podcast, that you would like it, that you would give me five stars, that you would do if if you respect what I do, if you love what I do, if you're one of my people, it doesn't matter if you're not a believer or you're a woman or you're a, a man who is struggling with something. Share this because it may be the thing that helps spark a change in somebody. If you've listened this far, can you just do that for me? It would mean a lot. With that being said, let's get into the momentous moment. So... What I see from people is that everybody is deciding that they're going to just skate right by right by the rest of 2020. Everybody except for Zuleika. Her birthday is on the 27th. Happy birthday. You may not never listen to this, but early happy birthday. Um, and congratulations on the new bundle of joy that you will be having next year. Um, it's so easy for everybody to say, you know what? I've had enough of 2020. The rest of the four or five weeks we got left in this this year, I'm done. Let's just look ahead to 2021. Let me tell you something. There are people 
who were prepared to win or lose in 2020, regardless of whatever was happening with the coronavirus. Successful people set a foundation. They put a plan in place and then they work the plan. My encouragement to you, my call to action to you is to not allow 2020 to pass without setting some tangible goals for yourself, for your family, for your business, for your loved ones, to help set yourself up to live in a way in 2020 that can prepare you far greater than you than just sitting on your hands waiting for this year to be over. Every roller coaster ride has a beginning a build up, an apex, and then a, a crescendo, they come down. Don't just wait for the end of the ride because, with your eyes closed because you can't wait to get it over with. You in 2020 got some unfinished business. Me in 2020 got some unfinished business. So, what I say to you as well, don't rest on the relationships that you've always had. Don't rest on the business acumen that you've always had. Don't be satisfied with the job that you've done thus far. Use your hunger, your passion, your drive to catapult you to do more, to love on the people around you even better, to work harder at your job, to put your best foot forward in every relationship that you have. Okay, they wronged you. You're right. But if they reach out, you better receive them. If you feel like you need to apologize to somebody, do it. Don't go into 2021 with the same regrets you had in 2020 because I promise you nothing's going to change. One of the biggest issues that people have, especially in fitness, is assuming that, oh, I'm going to set this goal in November, that January 1st, I'm on it. Do you know that those people never accomplish those goals? Only like 5% of those people or less actually accomplish the goals that they say they're going to set out. But the reality is the people who decide to put a plan in place and do something right now are the people that are more likely to be successful. Don't just allow 2020 to happen to you. Do something about it. Listen, I love you. I thank you. If you're still listening, I love you and I appreciate you more than you ever could know for giving your boy the time. If you're listening and you're watching on YouTube, comment below, like, share, 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 share Don't assume that everybody else is going to share But like it, share it Comment, let me know that you're listening And subscribe, hit that that bell Ding let, to, So you can get notifications every time I drop I'm trying to reach 1,000 subscribers And 4,000 uh, uh, hours of viewer time Which means you got to go look at my catalog We still got time to sit in the house and do that And that's for people who are watching on YouTube I ain't trying to disrespect my audio Listeners, they say that's a bad thing I'm not trying to disrespect my audio listeners Please, on Apple Music, go give your boy five stars Whatever you're listening, I want you to share it And show your boy some love I appreciate y'all Listen, I love y'all, man And y'all know how I end every podcast Life is in fact hard enough So please, don't just live Live elevated Until next time May the Lord keep you. I will see you at the conference. I say good day, sir.